0: Hey everybody and welcome to the Survival Show podcast with your host of Manly Musings, Mr. Craig Cottle. I'm the director of Nature Blind School and co-host of the show altogether, but Manly Musings is my little foray into my own mind to share with you some things that I think that will benefit you for survival. And I have another two-parter for you today. And the next day, whenever that might be, that's up to producer Ben and David as to when these go live. So we'll see where this goes. What I wanted to talk about as far as survival training, survival readiness, disaster readiness is a two-part series on the things that we can do to motivate ourselves. And secondly, in part two, what I wanted to do was look at some leadership functions and how to work together with other people, because it's a two-pronged fork approach, if you will, in that we've got to be able to be motivated ourselves to get things done, and we definitely have to be able to work with others. And if we're in a position where we're reading books and listening to podcasts and all the things that go along with disaster readiness and survival, then most likely we're probably going to be leading others. Because the other people that don't do those things either have their head stuck in the sand or they're just simply not going to be ready. Therefore, those of us who are engaging into the active study and training of getting better prepared, yeah, you're the one that's going to be leading everybody, whether you think you will be or not. But today, what I wanted to dig into was some ways that you can either get To or stay motivated, and this in and of itself is a very important endeavor for basically all things in life. Really, is how do you get motivated to do anything? How do you go about getting yourself ready for disaster? What have you? I think about it often when we have these situations. As I'm recording this, um, the latest hurricane. Is set to it's already blasted through the Bahamas, it's getting ready to make landfall and start to make its way into uh, mainland United States. And there's always, always, always on the news, there's plenty of people that they show on the news that are not ready that are going to ride it out and yee haw kind of attitude. And they're obviously ignoring the obvious, those that are in the yee haw mode and the ones that are just completely flabbergasted by it all haven't been paying attention to the news because for two weeks we, they've been talking about at least solidly for a week, nearly all day, that this thing is coming and to get ready for it. So in that regard, those people tend to not be the type that are real motivated. So I, I pulled out and just put together some eight different things that I do And I encourage others to do to get motivated, whether you want to get motivated to work out, which again is a way of stressing your body. And when you stress your body and mind and you learn to get through that, then other stresses that come your way, you'll be more apt to be able to get through those as well. So here's eight things. Number one, set goals. It's a big one. It doesn't seem important to a lot of people, but it's a big one. If you set goals for your disaster readiness, for your survival, and this happens before an event and during event, then you're going to be more capable of getting things done. Okay, So pre-event, let's think about it. Let's set some goals for the, the gear that we need to get. Let's set some goals for uh, learning how to navigate without a GPS because our, our phones are dead or some variation of it. Let's set some goals on how we can... Go about learning how to build shelters and maintain those shelters, whether it's for a hurricane or whether we're lost in the wilderness. Set some goals. Like, hey, I want to set up three different shelters from just stuff that I have in my car. Think about it. It's a good one. It's a good one. Just and, and go out and go about becoming a person who gets those things done. That's setting goals, getting things done. Number two, choose goals that interest you. Now... This, this is good for weightlifting and working out and stuff of that nature. Uh, don't feel like you've got to do the same workout program that everybody does. You know, ask any CrossFitter. They'll tell you about how great CrossFit is. But CrossFit just wasn't for me, for example. And so I do different things that help me get in better shape. And that way you can go about doing what you need to do that meets your goals. And so... In regards to disaster readiness, you don't get to choose whether a disaster is going to happen. It's going to happen around us. It's just how we respond. And that's why some people go, you know, really, I don't see it as being a big deal. That's because they're probably well prepared and they don't get too concerned about it. I was teaching a class last week where somebody, we talk about it here in Kentucky. one of the biggest things that happens here in Kentucky is that we'll have ice storms and we'll lose electricity. Some people lose electricity for a few days. Some people use, lose electricity for a couple of weeks even. And when that happens, that is, you know, pretty different way of living life for most people. And so, uh, they have to choose how they go about living their life and they choose goals that interest them. Okay. Now, number three, find things that interest you within the goals that don't. So sometimes there's just things that are inside your goals that don't interest you at all, but are important. For example, one good one is Do you look at alternative means of Xville when you're going to leave a hurricane area? Do you consider, hey, there's only one road off this little section of the coast? Maybe I should know that if a hurricane's coming, I need to get off that quickly, or I need to find some sort of alternative means of getting away. Here's a big one this will help you get motivated. Make your goals public. And I know people on social media, for example, get really. Um, uh, I don't know, been out of shape because people post about working out, but it's really just a way to help people get motivated. That way, if somebody's putting something up, like, for example, I, I don't put things up very often at all about working out. I try to put things up once a week just to help people see that a fat body like me, somebody that is I've really abused my body through martial arts and my back hurts, my legs hurt and my hips hurt. And I've got injuries that I just didn't think I'd ever get over. And I'm still overweight and the things that go along with it. But I I still post on Mondays to show that I'm still working out to try to help people. And I do that as a motivator for myself as well as other people. Other people know. I mean, I've ha- I've got a lot of people that are that look forward to my Monday workout post and I'm I'm not fit. I'm just somebody that is just showing that hey, I work out, and so that helps motivate me, and fortunately, that helps motivate others. Another one is a plot your progress. Now, I'm a I'm a statistics nerd, <laughs> so this one sets really well with me in that I like to to uh, plot progress. So uh, I use an app, for example, in weightlifting, for example, that shows how much I'm lifting and how I'm improving. And for those that might be interested, I'd use the Windler method of working out. But um, here's a good thing for disaster readiness is that when you're preparing for disaster, and I keep going back to the ways that we can consider for hurricanes just because it's happening. We have one happening right now, and I think it's worthwhile to help people as best we can. Probably won't help the people that are there now, but because we have the hurricane that's going to be hitting our coast, then at least people are looking for ways to get prepared. But plot your progress. You know, you need to do shelter water food sort of thing and plot it out and have it in a calendar, for example. Hey, in two weeks, I want to have a real good idea of what kind of things that we need for emergency shelter needs. Three weeks after that, I want to make sure that we have all the water purification and filtering options that we need. After that, I want to have all the food options that we need and so on and so forth. And that way you can plot it, I'm sorry, plot it out on a calendar and even... You know, if you've got recognizable information that you can look at the data, then plot it out in a graph. Make it visual for you. And the next one is what I've already mentioned here, which is break up your goal. Don't think I'm going to, okay, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in the next month. Because number one, that's unhealthy. But number two, you're probably going to fail at it. And that's not good for you. Break up goals so that when you set these goals, you achieve little bits and chunks of them along the way. That way you have what we oftentimes call in survival training, little victories. What little things happened that helped you get through a night, helped you get through a week, helped you get through a a month? I mean, I've done some training where it was literally, it felt like just getting to the next second alive was, was a godsend. And I'm completely and totally honest with you on that and that there were some training where i was so physically it was so physically demanding to me that i literally lived for each little second that was coming my way because i just didn't think i was going to make it seven uh the next one is use rewards reward yourself for getting things done and for good planning and getting yourself ready for disaster your family or whatever number eight don't do it alone yeah, get somebody to join with you. There's a friend of mine who's been talking about he's wanting to help his son get motivated for working out because his son's gotten a little bit overweight. And and I said, man, the best way to help him is for you to get not overweight and to do it with him. Go to the gym together. Rep out a bunch of, you know, squats Pick, pick some deadlifts, get on one of those machines. If all you know, I'm, I was talking to a cousin of mine at a family reunion this past weekend, and he's like, man, I just, I used to be able to do free weights. He said, but he's older now. He's close to 60 and he just doesn't feel like he can do it. But man, he's getting in there and getting on some machines, just moving weight around, just doing something, just do what works for you. And if you've got somebody that you can do it with, then you're going to be so much better off. So that's it. Those are about eight different ways that you can help motivate yourself. Whether you want to work out, whether you want to get ready for disaster, and think about these as related to when you're in disaster. Goal setting is important. You know, making plans. You know, we've talked several times. I've talked several times about stop, a stop, think, observe, plan, and actively stay alive. The actively start. The actively part there is you keeping your mind engaged and actually getting things done. You can record your process hey I want to get I don't know 10 piles of firewood because I, I feel like I'm gonna stay here you might have a broken leg and you'll have to crawl around and pick it up but at least if you've got that goal hey I've got 10 pieces of wood that I'm gonna go get then you have those goals and you can affect those in your actual survival so that's it for today in part one what we'll be going over or what I'll be going over in part two is some ways for leadership. I discussed this briefly on my Facebook page this week, but I really think I need to expand upon it, and so I'm going to use our podcast here to to dig into this a little bit more. So be positive, keep it simple, and stay sharp.